welcome to Shh, Don't, Don't Tell, tell Mum. My name's Barney. And I'm Jamie Lisa Jackman. And, <laughs> such a dick. Why does it get me every time? And this is the number one parenting podcast in the world. Don't Google that. That's right. <laughs> welcome, welcome to our episode. I'm going to do the faux pas of podcasting and I'm going to eat while we're doing it because you've got these rice crackers and I'm wanting one. I haven't eaten this today. I haven't, I haven't eaten yet. I had a very, very crazy few days. You did? I did five DJ gigs in three days. So I'm a little bit tired, exhausted. Baby is at nursery currently and we are having tea and cookies. Normally we have wine at our podcast. Tell me about your TikTok turnoffs of the week, my love, because <laughs> I feel like it's been a long time because we, we actually recorded our episode a little bit before um, our last, you know, Wednesday mm. that we... Uh, we uploaded the podcast and so I feel like it's been a while since we've recorded one mm. so have you had any turnoffs since then I imagine a few it's not really a TikTok turnoff today awesome it's more about what is happening with TikTok and I'm kind of getting annoyed that Instagram every time TikTok does something Instagram needs to do it and now they're doing this thing with questions where you answer a question and then you can actually send a video for the question and upload it. A little bit how TikTok does with the response, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, dudes, have your own thing. I've always been annoyed anyway, Any everybody copying things. And I know TikTok is part of trends, but Instagram dudes. And I didn't know this until Barney told me, but the whole thing that is going on with TikTok in America has been caused because of Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, so I kind of watched a, I watched a clip about the whole scenario of what's going on with TikTok at Congress at the moment, and they're defending themselves and on why TikTok shouldn't be banned in the US. Yeah, and essentially a lot of the firepower that's behind getting TikTok to have to go in front of Congress and potentially getting it banned is just the other social media people. So essentially, Facebook, TikTok, TikTok was musically. Mark Zuckerberg tried to buy it. And then they turned him down. Really? And then ever since then, because TikTok's doing so well, no other social media uh, platform can match its algorithm. So everyone's kind of getting their dopamine hits by using TikTok. Um, they've either tried to copy them, buy them, and when they've been unsuccessful with both, now they're just trying to get rid of them. Mad. Mental, isn't it? Business is business at the same time, isn't it? And they're saying it's because they don't have access to what, how they get their algorithm. Yet I think Facebook and Instagram is probably worse than TikTok. But hey ho, no, I don't so know enough. You're mistaking algorithm with like data collection. So like data al collection. That's yeah, it. algorithm is is you know how the app sees the way you use it, and then it yeah. directs videos your way that it thinks that you will interact with and enjoy. Whereas yeah, data collection. Apparently, the TikTok like data collection privacy stuff that you sign or sign or agree to when you add the app is apparently really bad. But yeah, essentially, it's exactly the same as every other platform. It's just. People just want to have a problem with it because it's a Chinese app. That's no, the problem. So annoying. It and, is. And you know what, actually, is that your turn off then? That is my turn off because I really enjoy what I post on TikTok and I wouldn't necessarily post that what I post on TikTok, I wouldn't necessarily post on Instagram, would you? Yeah. We use it as different kind of stuff. I mean, everything to do with TikTok is to do with parenting for us, just being a millennial parent and coping with things and, and how we parent and what we have fun with and things like that. Whereas other you know, platforms like Instagram and stuff, that's tied back to kind of my performing days, like my modelling and dancing days. So it still kind of leans into that a little bit more. Yeah. But now I just don't really care. I just post whatever I post. Uh, if I find it interesting, I'll post it. 
and so my TikTok turn off for this week is I listened to a podcast recently that's quite big on TikTok called the BFFs podcast mm. and a lot of their content is about TikTokers who have beef with each other and I'm just like life is too short to have beef with another content creator and then try and leverage that beef to grow your brand so a lot of it especially I think that a lot of creators out in LA utilize this do they? yeah they create beef with sometimes it's fabricated beef it's fake it's not even real they don't actually hate each other they are just using each other's platforms to boost themselves so they're saying right why don't me and you have beef or get in a relationship it's one or the other isn't it why don't we essentially what famous people do they date to try and boost each other's profiles mm. in the TikTok world they have beef with another TikToker in order to kind of boost their their viewership. I hate that crap because I think that that breeds negativity on these platforms. And, and it's the not last authentic thing, and we're all about authenticity. Yeah, and the last thing that you want on a platform is... It, or You know what? The last way that you want to build a brand is through negativity. Because if you do that, people are constantly going to be going to your page to sells. try and find negativity. Yeah. But then you're stuck in a negativity spiral of, OK, well, I have to do something else that's negative And then maybe I have to do something that's even more drastic in order to keep these followers here and keep them interested because they're there for the drama. Negativity sells, I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, but, the but then is, if you become a drama page... It's a clickbait Yeah, thing. but then people... Then imagine, like, we did that and we created beef with, like, some other millennial parents and then people would just be coming to your page for drama and if you weren't bringing any mm. drama to the table, they didn't care and they unfollowed you. You know what I actually really do like on TikTok is the <laughs> the murder the murder pod things that they talk about and, like, cases that's happened in the yeah. past. I kind of get hooked on those when that's they That's because you're feed. a sociopath and I'm that is because women... Sociopath. Women love oh, murder documentaries. What is it? Yeah, it's kind of a similar thing, isn't it? A sociopath is someone who... who it's completely different does, to psychopath. Isn't a sociopath someone who does something completely uh, adverse to what society and, like, culture within society... No. I dated a sociopath. Honestly, they are vicious. They they will do something and then they'll say that you do it to make themselves feel better. So that's gaslighting? It's a little bit ga like gaslighting. Sociopaths are gaslighters, 100%. Wow, okay. Well, okay, psychopath then, yeah. So you've called me a sociopath. Oh my and gosh. And a psychopath. Well, you are a psychopath because every time I come I like into the murder. room, every time I come into the room and you're watching TV by yourself, it's like, and then he buried six of them underneath the grass in the back garden. I do. And I'm like, I what saw... the hell? What are you watching? And you're like, oh, you should have seen it earlier. He cut her head off. It was crazy. And he... I'm like, why are you watching this by yourself? We found this reel and it was like what it's a comedian talking about it and he goes so he was like the millennials the ones that loved the chick flicks those girls are now really into murder documentaries he was like what the hell is that about and funnily enough all my girlfriends we love it it's we mad. Love a murder documentary it's i don't know terrifying. where it's come from where where is it come from we it was all about chick flicks is it because you know, I used to think I had a good grasp on what women wanted, too, because I grew up in the mid-2000s. Everything they showed us in our media back then was like rom-coms, chick flicks, things like that. That's what I modeled myself after. I was like, all right, I could be a nice, romantic, funny guy. But then somewhere along the way, women stopped watching romantic comedies, and now you won't stop listening to murder podcasts. <laughs> it's weird. Like, somewhere along the line, how to lose a guy in 10 days turned into how to find a body in 48 hours. <laughs> and the strangest part is y'all fall asleep to murder podcasts. <laughs> It's creepy. You fall asleep to your worst fear. That'd be like me falling asleep to police body cam footage. <laughs> it's 
like, we've got a black male in custody. I'm like, ah, white noise. And yet, Where I, is it coming and from? yet I try and put on something that maybe resembles a horror movie or a thriller, and Jamie's like, I can't, it's too scary. And anything to do with kids, oh my God, turn it off. So we've started, that brings us on to our next one, which Ooh. is... Oh. Um, Topic which, skipper. <laughs> Go on. Um, the best movies to watch right now, and... When you were away, I started watching Night Agent. Yeah. And there was a scene on Night Agent with a kid, and it's the first episode at the end, and it made me feel physically sick, and I thought to myself, I don't know if I can watch this now because of the kid. Should we just all, if you're listening to this and you make movies or sitcoms, should we just all stop putting children into series and hurting them? I just can't. No, I can't. It's just inherently compelling television, though. If you, you know, if something dramatic happens to a child, it really raises the stakes. Because then you're like, oh my God. But I don't think I felt like that before I had Rocket. You didn't. Now I have like this underlying issue with if I see any harm with a baby, it makes, or anything that happens, like something that's so fake, like a storyline like that. I actually felt physically sick. Well, I hate to burst your bubble mm-hmm. because I watched a couple of episodes of The Night Agent with Jamie. Oh, I liked it, but you fell asleep. dog shit. It's actual dog shit. It makes NCIS look like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt <laughs> are acting in it. It's honestly I like it. bad acting. And I feel really bad because, you know, they are working actors. They have jobs. The director is obviously, you know, brought in to do this job and everything like that. But I will just say, for me personally, it didn't sit with me. It's very dramatic. It's played out a little bit like an old episode of, like, Law and Order or NCIS Mm. or something like that. And so it just doesn't resonate with me. And I feel bad saying that because, you know, we're performers. We have been our whole lives. And I never like to shit on other performers. Maybe it was a directorial thing. Maybe it was an editor thing. But I just really did not enjoy it. I enjoyed The Last of Us, though, when I finished that, and, and it's you bloody liked, brilliant. Oh, you finished it? I did, sorry. Oh, wow. That actually is really good. I'm into that now. But Sex Life, nothing's better than that. You and Sex Life, you need to get a room, and I bet you would love that, <laughs> actually. Sex Life is, yeah, okay, there's just loads Adam of Demos. shagging, and uh, it's very Fifty Shades of Grey 2023 version, basically. And ladies, if you are looking for a... You know, a nice something little to spice up, Or something to spice up the old relationship. Go follow if you Adam Demos on friggin' Instagram. Excuse he's me? That's his name. Adam I mean, if you, if you watch these shows, you know, it, it injects a little bit of spice because you're basically watching soft porn with your, with your partner in the bedroom mm-hmm. or at home in general, wherever you watch your TV. What's your Karen in the comments, my love? You've been talking to me about this. You wanted this. You wanted this segment back in this show. Here you have it. Because the floor is yours. I've been called a Karen. To you my, are my a best little friend. bit of a Karen sometimes. Yeah, but I think you're a bit of a Karen. <gasps> you are. You can be a bit of a Karen. He came in today and he was like, somebody put um, the gardener next door. They're doing their garden up at the moment, and they put their monster can on the front of the patio of our driveway. Okay, pause there. Pause there. If you came home and you parked up the car and then before you went into your house, on your windowsill was a can of Monster, what would you do? And it was full as well. So he'd obviously just put it there. I didn't pour it out. I just put it on the floor. Yeah. 
where they were working. You were like, I'm not going to have a Munster I'm can. Like, don't, put my, don't put a can of anything on my property when you're working next door, yeah. especially on like my windowsill, the front of my Karen house. Karen in the comments. No, but we do I don't have think a, that's Karen a Karen thing to do. So you posted yes. a video on YouTube Shorts of Ooh. me going peekaboo, peekaboo, and then he coughs. Yeah, in your face as jokes. Yeah. Somebody wrote underneath being like, he's choking and you're still carrying on. She's just coughing. And then somebody replied to that being like, exactly. I know. He wasn't choking. And then a comment under that was, bad parents. <gasps> I know. And I was like, oh, wow. Mate, he literally had a cough. That annoys you, so doesn't just... it? <laughs> I know it is. So that's a Karen in the comment because I really got upset. I deleted the comment. I was oh, like, no, like, you can't delete comments. No, you can't do that. No matter how bad the comments are, don't no. delete them. No, I'm not going to have somebody turning around thinking speak. I'm choking my son because I'm going peekaboo to him and he has a cough. He literally has a tickly cough and he had one for weeks and he just coughed in your face and I found it funny. They thought you were joking. <laughs> It's awful. Oh, my God. What is with people? It's actually mental. Yeah. Oh, I did see a comment. It was a slightly a risky video on, on TikTok because it was a silly video of basically me kicking Rocket out of the house as a joke, right? <laughs> Which I always and, said, oh, I'm not sure about that one. No, I, you know what? It's funny because the whole point of it is that he doesn't eat his food. So Jamie goes, it's okay, throw it out. And then the whole joke of the whole thing is me say, thinking that she means the baby. So Rocket is then planted outside the house and I throw his bag out to him and I go, see you later and shut the door. So I've basically thrown him out. And people in the comments were like, so you're just throwing bags at your son then? Or you just threw a bag at a baby? Or somebody I'm will like, steal your baby. Someone's going to steal your baby while you do that. I'm like, oh my God, like, talk about your imagination running wild and going into the most negative headspace it possibly can. Mm. I literally put him outside for less than tw 10 seconds. And people are going to be like, yeah, but that's long enough for someone to come and grab him and run away, isn't it? No, it's not. So... Yeah. I just found it a bit silly. That's my character in the then, comments. And then guess what? He didn't delete the comments. He deleted the video. Yeah, because I'm going to do it again and I'm going to do it better. <laughs> I'm going to do the video again because I like the concept of the video, but I'm just going to do it better. Because the guy who originally so did it... don't tell me off for deleting the comments when yeah, you're deleting the video. Yeah, because I was like, you know what? Delete, yeah, but you, you can't cherry pick what people can say can. underneath your video. I, can. I absolutely If you hate can. it enough, just delete the video. No, I don't agree. You don't agree. Well, we don't have to agree. Can agree to disagree. We'll push it over to our clean up the desktop, which you guys can catch now. It's 15 minutes of us cleaning up issues in the relationship. So if you do have 15 minutes after this, go onto there and have a listen. You have wet hair right now. It's got a treatment in because it was very dry. Ew, it's treatment. Actually, let it feel it. It's hard. Oh, dear. Mm. That's like gel. It's like putting gel in your hair. Yeah. Well, that was beautiful. I think that uh, another thing that we can actually discuss today is that we posted a YouTube video on Sunday about Rocket yes. being ever so close to walking. If you want to check that out, go over to YouTube and go to The Bankses. That's The Banks with two S's. Mm -hmm. And if you have anything that you'd like to tell us about your, you know, your previous escapades with your ch children learning how to walk, just email itsthebankses at gmail.com. Well done. Thanks, babe. So, Rocket's almost walking. What's the best things about it? What are you nervous about? I'm nervous that he's just going to start trying to walk up and down the stairs immediately. Oh, no, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I still think he'll crawl. 
Um, but we have done this thing where I'm holding his hand and he'll go down each step with me, which is really cute and he loves it. But I'm so excited to see him. Oh, my God, I haven't seen him for three days and it's it's like a drug. He is the most nicest drug I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah, we pick him up. at We have to pick him up before half six um, when it comes to his nursery days. And I said to Jamie, let's go pick him up at half five today. She was like, no, let's pick him up at six. It's because I've got loads of work to do. <laughs> but my, where my mind goes is I want to be attentive to him as 100%. So you as don't want to pick can. him up and then you have things, to do. things to do. Fair play. So I'm very much like I'd rather get the stuff done and then I can be focused on him when he's here. Otherwise, I'll be like, oh, I don't. And then I'm not focused on him yeah that's where my head's at with that i had people commenting uh on the video about rocket walking saying that their kids walked when they were nine months and other kids walked you know uh, just after a year old so we're around that sweet spot right now of where rocket is really learning to walk and he is i feel like he's so close if you give him a walker it's absolute it he's is easy breezy yeah. he's just like but he he's bombs been around for years hasn't he really? he is He's been doing that, well, not years, he's one, <laughs> but he's been doing that for a good six months on the walker, I think, anyway. Yeah. Do you think? No? Yeah, he's yes? been, I, I'd say since he was like seven, eight months, yeah, he's been okay with his walker. But yeah, the, immediately, as soon as you let go of his hand, he just collapses his legs and mm -hmm. just deliberately falls on the floor. I think he's a bit scared. And can I comment on the fact that the other day, you were really cold and you said to me that you were going to die of freezation. That was just a little Jamie... Uh, a little sprinkle YouTube, of a little it? sprinkle of Jamie's uh, articulation of her thoughts. <laughs> I, th I, th I think we actually we've got that on the video, the YouTube. Are you excited for him to walk, or are you nervous, or are oh, you? I'm not like excited or not excited. I just it's just part of the process. I feel like obviously he's a really good crawler, and he drags himself. He walks all around the furniture and stuff. So. I feel like he's already walking. It would be nice to to go for a walk with him and then him walking and splashing in puddles and stuff. I'm excited for that point. And I know you all, you get funny about those kind of things, but I am excited for him to have his own feet and like... Jamie's the messy one. Jamie's like, when it's dinner time, it's messy play. And she gives him like peanut so butter clean. and, and I... it just goes everywhere. And I'm like... But I'm what so are you doing? You're destroying the kitchen. <laughs> it's so good for sensory. But I know you're like, oh, I've got to clean it up. I, I enjoy cleaning. So I don't mind him being messy and going out for walks and, and you know, I don't jumping mind going out for walks. Getting dirty and muddy. And yeah, that's what being a kid's about. Yeah, I'm down for that. I've so, never said I wasn't down for that. That's what I'm excited about with the walking. Okay. Fair enough. I'm excited for him to actually use his wellies and then they... And also... Like, oh, his rain outfits are so cool. We got them prepped quite, and ready. It's quite annoying when he has to crawl everywhere when we're in public and he drags the dirt around on the floor, whereas yeah. if he's standing, he'll be cleaner, which is actually quite nice. Like, for instance, when we go to Disneyland, he'll be able to, like, walk up to the characters and there's a video of me when I was little doing that and uh, it's just an embedded memory that I have and I can't wait for me and you to be, like, holding his hand at Disneyland or something and and him just oh just loving life. I'm just so excited. So Disneyland. Yeah. Oh dear. I am excited for that point when you take him to Disney for the first time. Yeah, I don't want to take him to Disneyland for the first time until he is like fully mature enough to understand where we're at and enjoy it. I don't want to take him when he's like a baby because it's just, it's more going to be for us. We're well, talking about It's not going to be for him. So yesterday I did this event and it was a 
for a 12-year-old's birthday party. Who's obs- she's obsessed with Disney and she was called Serena. So they called it Serena World. Okay. And so they turned the whole place into like a mini Disneyland, like that she absolutely loved. And she does a video and says, oh, Disneyland is my favourite place in the world. It makes me so happy. That's why I wanted my birthday to be themed like Disney. And then she said... My obsession started, I think, when I went for the first time when I was one years old. And I was like, no. One? No. There's no way you would have remembered that because I have a one-year-old. At least But she probably gets her memory from actually just, like, watching videos of it. Yeah. Which is, it makes sense. But I feel like when are we going to take the leap and bring him to Disney? Because he has has Mickey Mouse. He has Winnie the Pooh in his bedroom. Does he have any other characters? Is Winnie the Pooh Disney? Yeah. It is? Yeah, of course. I never knew it was Disney, actually. Uh, what else has he got? No, he's, and he's just got a, Mickey... he's got a rabbit, but it's not like the rabbit from Winnie the Pooh or, no. you know, Disney so and stuff. So I, I'm just, my dad's a big Disney fan as well, so I feel like it will even bring us even closer together as a family once we start going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. What the heck is going on with Britney Spears, Jamie? Oh, the last thing she posted was a... A white tile. <laughs> what does it say? Any... Nothing. And how many likes has it got? 84,000. She has to post a white picture and she gets 85,000, 84,000 likes on it. She has this obsession with posting people's lips with objects in, which makes no sense whatsoever. But I Maybe tell it's you an what, artist. I tell you what she did actually post. She posted her rehearsing at the VMAs years and years ago. And she goes, I always thought my rehearsals were better than the actual thing. Ah, okay. Watch this video quickly. Guys, I'll put it up on the screen now so you can actually see what we're watching. This is her rehearsal? Yeah. There's a crowd, though, which is weird. No, I think they've just inserted crowd noises. Oh. Possibly. So, rehearsals at the VMA is always better because I don't try. P.S. Only boys on the stage with me always. That's right, baby. Love you, Brit. I'd have been so down to work for her if I was, you know, old enough back then. That would have been so cool. But, I mean, like, you see that and you go, fuck, she was good. She was good. Like, she was for good. her time as well, she was, like, the pinnacle of, of performing live on stage. She was absolutely amazing. And can I just say, like, I spoke to um, our family friend, Stefanos. He's really, really... How old is Steph now? He's... 11. 11. And I was like talking about Britney and he was like, who's Britney? So I showed him the Slave For You music video. Banger. And he went, she looks like a psycho. (laughs) See, he could tell from back in the day. No, she's the best thing in the world. Oh, man. Never tell. Never say to Jamie that anything's negative about Britney Spears. She'll flip her lid. I I just said to him, I was like, do you understand how amazing she was? She did Baby Hit Me. He was like, what is that? So I played Baby Hit Me. I said, I played the song. And she went, oh, I know this song. I just didn't put two and two together. But isn't it mad that? kids now look at those videos and they don't see what we saw they see something completely different it's mad 
Yeah, I, I absolutely think that she was one of the best back in the back in that day, along with the old Christina. But you know, I think I was Team Britney. I have mm. to say. Now I came across this conversation briefly. I think it was on another parenting podcast, or it might have been a YouTube video that I saw. And um, funnily enough, there were kids talking about how they were so devastatingly embarrassed if they were a packed lunch kid. Well, they call themselves lunchbox no, kids. I was a packed lunch kid. So my question to you for today's episode or this week's episode, Jamie, is what was your ultimate packed lunch for school? I'm going to have to ask my mum this. I can't remember. <gasps> you can't remember. I was always jealous of the kids that had school dinners, though. This always. is the thing. This is the thing. So kids tend to look at the kids that have packed lunches and say, hi, hey, you're missing out. You're not having school dinners. So actually, the school dinners is always like the pinnacle of, oh, I get to eat hot food at school, I think. So then people that no. have packed lunches are considered the losers or something. No, no, no. So, that well, this is supposed, Well, this is supposedly what the situation is right now. So do... It was like you've ha- you've got too much money if you have a packed lunch. That was the... I thought it was the other way your parents are paying for you to have school dinners so then you can afford school dinners rather than a packed lunch I thought that it was the other way around. Way. <gasps> yeah, but I remember smileys, potato smileys, and I always oh. wanted potato smileys. Well, I think my ultimate packed lunch when I was younger would probably be the fruit. I would have gone for a banana because mm-hmm. cleanest to eat and sweet. They're good. I don't. I don't know anyone who had like Do you know blueberries and strawberries in their packed lunch. It was no. always a banana, an apple, or an but orange. But avocados came to this country much later, and same with bananas. What? Let's estimate. When did bananas come to the country? What? Yeah, when did on. they come to the yeah. UK? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm gonna say if because you, you said late, I'm gonna say like 1928. I'm gonna say 1968. Oh, okay. I've gone 28. You've gone 68. Okay, here we go. Let's have a look. In 1897. Bonnie wins! Booyah! I will take that. Thank you very much. 1898. Uh, Probably later, yeah, 1925. But we didn't have it. Do you remember eating avocados when you were younger? No, not really. I didn't really eat avocados, no, not when I was younger. But they became popularised in the UK because of, you know, bougie smashed avocado with poached eggs. 1925. Okay. 1968. Oh, damn! Marks and Spencer's claim they introduced avocados to the UK and stocked them as avocado pears. Avocado pears? It's just because of the shape, right? Because it's on the shape of a pear. Isn't that mad, though, that we didn't have avocado? Like, But I don't remember them being so popular until we were older. That is actually nuts. I love it, though. I love learning new information. I like absorbing new facts yeah, and figures. But I'm still going with my packed lunch. So I would say a chicken salad sandwich, a piece of fruit that would have probably been a banana, um, a Ribena carton or a Capri Sun, blackcurrant flavour, yeah. obviously. Um, and I think back then, annoyingly, this wasn't my favourite thing. It would have either been a club bar or a penguin. It would have been one of those two. Oh but I God, didn't. penguins I with did, the joke on the end. Yes, exactly. Oh, I didn't actually best. like either of them really to taste but you know it was a chocolate and a chocolate is chocolate what about you we have a lot of americans that listen to the show so they're probably like what is a penguin it's like a bit a chocolate biscuit bar mm. and they both are club bars the same club bar looks like a yorkie but it's got biscuit inside i believe mine i did have i had like a chocolate bar i had a piece of fruit and it was normally like a green apple i've always been a big fan of green apples my parents were never into like processed meats like i never had like a ham, ham sandwich or, or yeah, anything yeah. like that it was either you still hate ham it was like fresh chicken in Bougie with mayonnaise bitch. in a sandwich, and it was 
Chicken mayo sarni, okay. I was always jealous of the kids that had white bread. I never had white bread. We always had brown bread. Like, it was always healthy. quite healthy. Um, when brown bread, chi- chicken mayo. Chi- I'd always have a packet of Walker's <gasps> crisps. Oh, I forgot about the crisps. Prawn cocktail was always my my go-to. And I'd take the crisps and put them in my sandwich. Fair play. I like that. Yeah. Spud for that one. Mm-hmm. And that would be my packed lunch. A sandwich, fruit, crisps. Bar, and crisps. What about the drink? Ooh, um, did you ever get a drink or did you have to get water at school? I think I got Ribena. That's always the one. Ribena is the boss. But we never had squash at home either. We weren't allowed We squash. didn't really either. I think on occasions we would have Ribena, like the big bottle of Ribena yeah. that you would add for squash. I tell you what, there was normally. a big thing in my family, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We'd always have You're that in sandwiches. In America. I know. <laughs> I know, but that's because my mum's Canadian. So my upbringing, I think, was influenced from that a lot more than the kids at school I just everything was so different our toothpaste was even different really strange and then friends would come over and they were like I've never seen this toothpaste before where would she buy it then she'd go to like Costco or something no we'd always get pearl drops no but as in where would she go to, to get it in order to like buy an American brand where would you go to go and buy no, that you could get it in, in oh Tesco's. you could it just wasn't like yeah. Aquafresh or Colgate basically no. oh interesting really strange I've never seen that before that's nuts yeah but- damn questions from the audience we finally have some Jamie oh my god get okay. them up right now right so the first one I want to actually go with one of the questions is somebody asked about what product to use to get out stains in baby clothes because they Ooh. get very dirty. So we have one. We used what nappy did we sand. Use? Nappy sand, exactly. Nappy sand was really, really good. It's a little bit like vanish, but I think it's a bit more powerful than really vanish. even more powerful. Mm, even you would more. think that, like on baby products, it would be uh, you know softer to the touch or maybe like more sensitive skin, so it wouldn't be as strong. But it's yeah. actually stronger. So apparently so. But there was another one called Shout, which is really, really good as well. They can give a go. We've got both. We've got Shout and but I haven't Shout's brand new. I've never used it before. So we're going to give that a go this week. But that's a good product for new parents if you're looking for something to get out of stains. And also, it's not just the baby getting dirty. You get dirty as well. The baby touches everything. We've used Shout on the couch, actually. On our felt velvet couch and it's worked oh well if it's worked then bish bosh bash Mm. I have a message from uh, or question in fact from Casey on TikTok Casey has asked how do you keep your relationship stable with a baby me and my boyfriend are struggling also how do you keep things spicy so I would say well I would say thank you very much for the question Casey first and foremost Um, I would say yeah we go like you were going to say I believe we go through you know peaks and troughs of of spiciness and keeping things stable Mm. the difficulty with I think keeping the relationship stable and keeping it spicy at the same time as well with the baby is just sleep it's lack of sleep so not having enough sleep and not being well rested enough for your body and your mind causes such a domino effect into everything else Mm. in your life. You can't concentrate as longer. You don't have any energy. You don't want to cook. You struggle at work more because you don't have the brain power. You can't get up early enough. And it just has this knock-on effect of so Mm. many things. And so if you can... get to the stem of the issue and if the stem of the issue is lack of sleep which I think a lot of the time it is then really try and focus on getting as much sleep as you can maybe try and incorporate some form of naps into your routine and also work together say right you go and have a nap I'm going to look after this side of things for now and then when you're well rested you'll be in a better mood and you'll be more likely to kind of tackle things head on in the right way also figuring out when you want to 
be connected. For instance, I'm not a evening person. I don't want him to touch me in the evenings. I'm so tired. By the evening, I'm like, just give me a bed. I just want a bed and I want to sleep. So that's another thing. We have to juggle when we have energy. Like in the mornings, I have energy. You don't have energy. So I'm not going to jump on you in the morning. So I feel like our time is probably mid-afternoon time. Midday sex. Midday sex. But the thing is, because we're so busy at the moment, we don't tend to do it. But we, as much as you don't want to have to do the conversation and go, we need to find time. You got to just do it, and we often find scheduled that sex always we, the best. No, but we all, we often find that if we do it, we then want to do it more than if we don't do it for ages. It doesn't entice us to want to do it because it's we're like, just like sleep breeds sleep, sex breeds sex. It does. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, sometimes we get into like a, into the rhythm of things, and also yeah, I, like I said, I think that if we're both exhausted, I'm an evening person, you're a morning person, we can't find the right time to do it. I don't put so much pressure on yourselves as well. Really talk to each other about it, communicate well, and then, you know, you'll find a solution, Casey. Last week I asked, what product would you take into your next pregnancy? And talking of sleep, somebody said, Beauty Sleep Concentrate from Nils Yard. Oh. So, mothers-to-be, if you're out there, go get some Beauty Sleep Concentrate from Nils Yard. Actually, that sounds quite good. I might get some of Yeah, that. we should get some and pump it into our room and see if it actually helps. Yes, yeah, it's called Beauty Sleep Concentrate. Beauty Sleep Concentrate. Mm. Let's look that up. Right, we've got Lene on TikTok who sent us a nice little... Uh, a nice little question poser. Why did you decide to do social media? Oh, well, actually, funnily enough, looking back at all of the last seven years of us in a relationship, we've always recorded everything. Yeah. And we've always wanted to start doing social media. We never found the time. We always got distracted. Something got in the way, whether it was work or anything. And then I feel like when we had a bit of time to breathe, when we had the baby and we were just at home with him, we had a bit of creative space to just start being silly in front of the camera. And it because it was so authentic to how we are, actually, I think things become successful when you are being authentic. I agree. I think that, yeah, like you've already mentioned, our jobs, are we're both self-employed, but both of our jobs kind of in some way or another require you to do or to, to be active on social media. So we've both always been active on social media for our own accounts, for our own reasons. Jamie with her DJing and mm. everything else that she does, me with my presenting and modelling and dancing and everything I've kind of done since mm. the age of like 21. So since then, I've been active on social media. So it didn't really change when we, we became parents. The mm. only thing that changed was I started a TikTok. And then because the TikTok did quite well, it then allowed us to think, right, we can now give ourselves a certain amount of time to actually spread our wings into other elements of social media like YouTube, like podcasting and things like that, and actually be a bit more consistent with it, mm-hmm. uh, have a schedule. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of, we just want to see where it goes, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's so true. And we really enjoy doing it. Yeah. And that's part of it. The, the moment you thing. stop enjoying it, it's kind of time to stop, we'll go, isn't I mean, it? we'll go through phases where we're more self, like we're more driven than other times. And it's weird because our agent said it to us the other day. She said, if you're not enjoying this, just take the foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. But you get scared. You do get scared to yeah. do that because it becomes a business and you don't want to just put it on hold. But... We do enjoy it. We really do. Yeah. 
And that's the that's the fun part. Do you have another question? I do. I have a few topics. Whoa. What's the topic, Jamie? The best time to have your second child? Question mark. When is the best time to have your second child? I mean, I guess everyone does it slightly differently. You don't really want your two kids, if you're going to have two or three or four, you don't really want them to be super spread apart in terms of age. You'd like them to be at least similar, like two years. So if you wanted them to be two years apart, that means after a year and a half, you then start trying for your second. Technically, yeah. Or like you don't want two under two or somebody gets pregnant really, really quickly. Yeah. That's another risk. You're extremely thing. fertile after you've had your first child or after you've had a child, by the way, people. But everybody just so I you ask know. who's had that situation, they're like, actually, it's okay. And then I then go, do you want a third? And they go, absolutely not. <laughs> two <laughs> so under I'm two like, you've just is answered. enough to drive you insane. Yeah, you've answered your question there. <laughs> Thank you for that. But... um I don't think I would want two under two. I really don't think I would want that. Yeah. I'm quite happy. But I'm an only child, so I'm going off that. I would love to be pregnant again. I really enjoyed it. And I'd love to be pre- I would love to have a baby to be able to experience the stuff I missed on the first. I was so quick to go back to work. I didn't take it all in. And I remember your mum even saying to me, being like, you, you might regret always racing back. And I felt like I didn't have a choice because we needed to pay the bills. The problem yeah. is... In you the also U- didn't want to lose your relevance in the industry that you worked so hard to grow yeah. a brand it's in as well. it's hard to just stop, isn't it? Yeah. But props to all the mothers that give them, give 100% to the baby in the first few months, because um, you do regret it if you don't do that. And I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I, re- I regret, I regret it a little bit. But we were talking about this the other day with a mate and we were saying that the government make it so hard to not... Like, back in the day, one person's income was enough to be able to keep the household afloat. Nowadays, we're living in a time where two parents have to work, otherwise you don't have enough money to pay the bills. Isn't that awful? Yeah. But the government are trying to help. They are... You can go on the .gov website and there's loads of things to help help it but the problem is I find it if you're earning enough money they're like what does your partner earn and I'll put what you're earning and then I don't get any anything if I've had a bad few months and it doesn't really tend to work like that we both have to pay our gas bills we both have to it's 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 really it's just hard it can be really hard it can be I have a message from or a question from Tyler Music saying did your own upbringing impact the way that you parent I would probably say, uh, yeah, because, you know, nurture and nature both play a huge role in who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. So uh, I feel like I'm an extension of the way that my parents brought me up. Both my parents were very loving and very caring people. Uh, Also, you know, quite neurotic in some ways or maybe a bit OCD in other ways. So I guess that that kind of rubs off in its own way. But then you also have to remember that... The way that current parenting or coping with pregnancy and everything like that is taught nowadays is very different to the way that it was when they were pregnant or when they were kids with little ones as well. Mm. So as nature wise, as everything is evolving, we're kind of learning how to improve and we're learning that different parenting skills have different impacts on children as they grow up. Mm -hmm. But then also I have that nurture inside of me of this is how my parents did it. And so... 
I feel like I turned out okay. So I would like to instill that upon my kid as well, or at least, you know, use that as a guidance. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like it has impacted me as a parent quite a lot. Oh, yeah, I feel the same. And also a lot of people I know, if your parents do some things that you don't like, you kind of work towards not doing the same thing that your parents did. Like, for instance, I see, I love my dad so much, but he doesn't give himself any, what's the word? Nutrition. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm really into my fitness and he sees it as, you're going to kill yourself. And I'm like, you've nearly killed yourself a multiple amount of times from having heart attacks. From not doing exercise. Dude. And then he's like, like, I just get out of breath doing everything. I'm like, because you don't exercise. He's like, no, that would kill me. And I'm like, yeah, because you didn't exercise. So I've gone opposite. Yeah. And I hope that my son will look at that and go and then want to train. I look at my dad as somebody that was hardworking and it makes me want to be hardworking as well. That's the one thing I did take from him. But what I am going to do differently is exercise. Boom. Yeah, Yeah, you kind of take what you want to do and take what you don't want to do as well. Do you have any more questions? I've got one more. Okay, same. Do you think you should, when you... This is good so far. (laughs) I'm trying to word it because it's like, be on the same page as your partner or not in front of your child. So, Oh, yeah. So never say things like, ask your father or your child won't say, daddy said I could. Interesting, yeah. I mean, always be on the same page so they don't feel like they can play you off against each other as well. So, for instance, if dad says no, it means no. If mom says yes, it means yes. You have to come. Like, if problem is when they get to a certain age, they'll come up to us and ask. A lot of parents will be like, I don't know, ask your dad. Or you can just be like, I'll get back to you on that. Let me speak to your father and then we'll let you know. You need to have a discussion. You need to come to an agreement and you stick with that. There's nothing worse than a parent going behind the other's back to then try and almost garner favours. It's the kid playing the parents off each other. Yeah, but also uh, the parents need to stay strong and then not double back on their promise. So if I spoke to you and I said, okay, Rocket is not allowed cookies after 4pm and then at 5pm one day you go, here's a sneaky cookie. You can't do that because then you're playing off against the other parent. Guess who did that? Who? I love your mum, but she did that with the dummy. <gasps> Do you remember? She was like, you oh, tell yeah. your parents. And we really she got snuck angry. She the dummy, yeah. And, and then that I was, had to have words with her. That was one thing that I think I was like, you, you shouldn't do that. We are the parents. Respect the boundaries. Respect each other's boundaries. Respecting. Oh, and my final question is from Diana, I believe. Sorry, I've just lost it. Diana, on Instagram, what was it like to become a father for the first time? Oh. Honestly, it's like... words can't describe it and the only way that I can almost describe to you the way that it felt is for you to experience it firsthand and Diana that's not me saying that you need to become a father for the first time Diana that is me telling you to go and watch I know exactly that was the joke Uh, (laughs) that's me telling you Diana to go and watch our birth vlog that is on YouTube I film it um, and then you'll hear how I feel for the first time when you see Rocket being born. It's pretty special. And it's one of the most special videos. Oh, it makes me want to cry. There's some homework for you. It's pretty amazing. And it was a really good experience. I mean, good experience doesn't exactly, like, doesn't really come close. I think that's but, yeah. one of the reasons why I want another baby so bad because it was so beautiful. And Imagine I- you have a horrendous experience, though, in your second child. You'll be like... Fiddlesticks! Why did I do that again? I just can't wait. I just want to 
I would love a water birth from home. I'd love to experience that next. I know you said this the other day, but you went, I'm really scared that your next, if we had had another baby, the next pregnancy won't be the same. So I really hope it will be because I don't want it to take away what Rocket was because it was so good. It was good. nobody, it's very rare to get a birth like I had. It really is so rare. And so I'm so grateful for that, that opportunity. And I know it won't. I know it won't take away what we've experienced with his birth. But that's one of the scary parts of being pregnant again. Not having the same experience as the last time because it was so special. But yeah, if you do want to see it, it's on our YouTube. We filmed the whole thing and it's very... It's very raw. This is fun, yeah. It's, it's good. I feel like as well, it's fear of the unknown. You don't know if it's going to go well and you don't know if it's going to go badly. And because the first time went so well, you're kind of like, oh, I really don't want it to be worse because I don't want it to taint your idea of or your perception of birth because, yeah, we have such a positive outlook on birth right now. I wouldn't want that to change for either of us. But hey-ho, who knows? It's always a bit of a coin toss, so it could end up being good. But yeah, uh, I'm excited. And uh, don't get upset. It's nice. Don't get upset. We had a great time. And yeah, those are happy tears, by the way, everyone, not sad tears. I think it's always really cute, though, that you have a really nice positive outlook on your birth story. But I never want you to get upset in the thought that the next time might not be as good. Because every single time that you give birth, it's a coin toss. Let's be honest. It is. But they say it's easier than the second time. Like, your body knows what it's doing. Yes, definitely that. Yeah, I think the process is faster as well. So if you do have a home birth, you're probably bound to sort of do it on time rather than your body going, what is going on? I think ours would have seemed quicker if we weren't at the hospital so early. We were. We went in about three hours after the contraction started. Normally you do that part at home. But the reason why we did that was because we were two hours from the hospital and you just never know if you're going to be quick so it took us two days and people were going wow you were in labor for 48 hours well technically i was but technically you would have done that first day at home yeah exactly and you are correct and you are groovy and I love you. And I think that this has been maybe a slightly more serious episode to our previous episodes. Normally it's all fun and fart jokes and poo stories and this time... You can't say that anymore. We've been told off of saying too many poo stories. I know, your mum wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> we got we get private messages from Christine, the drama queen, you know about uh, poo stories. I'm not allowed to wear the same thing either. Stop eating on the podcast. I know, sorry. You've just been munching chocolate this whole time. Mm. First of all, I'm very jealous because I'm hungry and I want to eat some of it. But I'm also a professional, Jamie. I'm so excited for our Mexican tonight. Oh, mate, you go and get everything. Just make sure you get jalapenos because I want a bit of spice for my stuff. Doesn't have to be for yours. We have nachos, quesadillas, tacos, whatever you want. But I'm starving. So can we eat early as well? I'll start cooking early. Okay. Because I haven't eaten lunch. So guys, thank you so much for joining us on the pod. Um, We're coming up to our... God, what are we now? We're on sixth, seventh. So we're on the seventh episode. Oh, fast approaching episode 10, which will be our next guest. Woo! So if you guys can say in the comments... Who would you like to see on the podcast? Because Ed Sheeran. <laughs> who would you like to see on the podcast? Who would you like to delve into their parenting? 
and come in and have a little sneak peek through the keyhole. Oh, we've also noticed that a lot of you who listen to this podcast aren't actually following us. So please make sure you hit the follow button and give us a nice little rating on whichever platform you use to listen to this podcast. It would really appreciate it from Thank our you. side. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Shush. Don't tell mum. Oh, wait, you've got to do your thing. What? Say a secret. Sometimes, you know, kids just do things. You know, they hurt themselves, they scratch themselves, whatever. And what I find with babies is they have this tendency, right? They'll scratch themselves in the middle of the night. You know, it happens. It happens to all of us. Rocket has sometimes has really sharp nails. And I think he cut himself underneath his schnoz just here, right? And so what happened was I'm playing with him. I'm joking around. I'm hanging him upside down. And I'm swinging him because he loves that. And he laughs his absolute head off. It's so funny. So I'm doing that. And I notice he's like, his hands are flailing everywhere. And what happened is he had obviously cut his underneath his nose with his hand somehow he'd like moved his hand up to his face and he had just gone like that and it had caused like a little a little cut there so by the time I've done that playing with him and flipping back upside down blood is like here coming out of his schnoz and I'm like oh my god I've given him a nosebleed I've shaken him when he's upside down and his brain is falling out of his nose I don't know what's going on just turns out he had cut his nose with his own fingernail so um, panic over but yeah don't tell mum shh 